Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Home of the RNG. Welcome back this lovely autumn. We are recording this in the season of autumn. Sure, it's 90 degrees outside, but it's the season of autumn. I mean, I'm wrapped up in several blankets. (laughs) And joining us, uh, as usual, I guess at this point, is uh, (laughs) our musical expert, Chris Taylor. Hello. We got a third. (laughs) (laughs) There's three of us. A third Uh, expert. Today we are talking about... Trials of Mana, or as it's otherwise known, Secret of Mana 2, or Second Densetsu 3. I always called it Secret of Mana 2. Yeah, for the longest time, this game was not released over here. It was only uh, like three years ago mm, yeah. that they decided not only it was to remaster really it. like five years ago because time means nothing anymore, but True. recent. <laughs> They decided not only to remaster it, but also release the Mana Collection yeah. for the Switch, which had the original translated. Excuse me, Collection of Mana. Collection of Mana, yep. To stick with the naming convention. Oh. They did a, they did a uh, translation of a Super Famicom game in like 2018 or something. <laughs> in the year of our Lord, 2018. Which is probably the best use of their time, honestly. So let's go ahead and dive into what's probably going to be a brief section and talk about personal history. I mean, clearly I don't have the personal history with this game like I do a lot of the other ones we played because, ha, it didn't come out when I was a kid in America. But I did play this on an emulator because I'm such a bad person, such a the dangerous dangerous criminal. Um so yeah, like in college or or around that time I did play um didn't beat it, but I did play it um through an emulator when it was just called Secret of Mana 2 slash Second Densetsu 3. See, and I rely on you to do the Japanese words. Yeah, it's a hard... Densetsu is a hard one for me. Densetsu. 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 We can call it Holy Sword Legend. Anyway. Yeah, so not a lot of personal history. I I fiddled with it a little bit, didn't beat it until um, recently, until the remake. But I've I've played both both versions and beaten them. Nice. Uh, mine is that, yeah, like everyone else, I attempted to like play this game through an emulator way back in the day when it was first fan translated. Didn't get that far because, I don't know, it like it differed too much from Secret of Mana for me to like understand what to do or where to go or, you know, which actually ends up being that was the, the deal with Secret of Mana too. It's just that we had friends that had beaten it and stuff back then that, you know, could tell you where to go <laughs> there was no help on this yeah, game <laughs> there's no help in, in yeah trials of mana of course i picked up collection of mana and the remake as soon as they came out i have played the collection of mana version but i, I kind of made the mistake of i started a two-player game on collection of mana and of course my friend moved away so i started a one-player ver- uh, game on collection of mana and got, the friend came back no oh. uh no but uh yeah like i started that and then like played through that to about the same point, and then I got a Super FX Pack Pro for the Super Nintendo, which is a flash cart, and I was like, I'm gonna play this on my actual Super Nintendo, <laughs> and so now I've, I'm playing that version, and I'm about halfway through. So, I would have beaten it by now, but I've had like four false starts. Yeah. <laughs> so. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I tried to play the emulated version of this in college, but like I was very quickly confused. Like, wait, select character? Okay, I selected, select another character? What, what is going on here? Like, yeah. which are the right characters? Uh, who do I, what, what's <laughs> happening? Uh, and then I just kind of walked away and said, let's not talk about that ever again. Uh, but then the remake came out, and I went ahead and played the remake. I like the visual of you, like, paralyzed on the character select <laughs> what, screen. What like, you can't get past this. This same. is a JRPG. Why am I supposed to select a character? Just tell challenge. me who my character is. I just picked the girls, because, of course, I did. So, uh, and when I played the remaster, I mained the thief. And then I had the Valkyrie and the wizard princess as my companions. Me too. That's actually all three of my most current games are uh, are Hawkeye and Angela and Reese, I think is her name. Reese, yeah. Reese. Mm -hmm. So speaking of characters, let's go ahead and move on to story and characters. I don't, I don't have my notes printed out. That's a prop piece of paper that has nothing to do with this. The power of mana, once used to seal away great beasts that threatened the world, has begun to ebb away. Across the land, kingdoms are becoming strangely aggressive and fighting to not only bring back the power of mana, but to be the only ones that control it. So every mana game. Yeah, and also the United States in 2022. <laughs> we are fighting to be the sole wielders of the power of mana. Yeah, um, yeah, it is every mana game. They also use the word ebb a lot in mana games, and I like that word. That might have been what prompted me to include it in my little yeah, flavor text. I noticed that you said ebb. So, like I said, you get to pick your main character and your two side characters. Mm -hmm. The plot, there are three plots to this game. Right. <laughs> and basically it's one plot for two, two of each pairs characters, of characters. Yeah, yes. share a plot. Although, since you don't know that, and you're just picking based on looks, names, or abilities, or whatever, you know, rationale you use to pick your characters, you could pick a party that has nothing to do with your main character's plot. Right. Only the main character gets to experience his plot. If you happen to pick the other character that shares the plot a little bit, then mm -hmm. you get extra. Otherwise, yeah. you get nothing. I did a weird, on my, on my Super Famicom version playthrough of the game, I picked... Angela, the witch princess, as my main character, obviously. And then I picked Hawkeye, the thief, and Reese as the support characters. And they share a story, but I wasn't doing their story <laughs> because I picked Angela as the main character. So, so all three of us picked the same three characters. Yeah. Now, that was that one. Now, for, well, yes. So then for my Trials of Mana remake playthrough, I picked the best character. <laughs> In the game. And who is that? As my main <laughs> hero, who is Shawit. <laughs> oh, Shawit. <laughs> oh, Good old I, Shawit, the cleric. I she, could never have picked her. Yeah. She, I, you just know me. You just have to know me to know why I picked her. Um, that voice just, it, yes. okay, first of all, her name's Charlotte, and they decided that she was going to have a wisp. Just a widow wisp. Just a widow wisp. Because she's just a widow wizard. Because uh, she's a not. Kirby. She's not a widow wizard. She is actually like sixteen, but she's an elf. 
so she well acts that makes me feel speaks like she's about four makes me feel slightly better about the fact that like shortly after the remaster came out on PCs one of the first things that happened is some fans made a nude patch oh, for yes. Charlotte yeah. and made of her all the female characters extraordinarily attributed yeah leave it to those PC people that was like first of all my dude there's the internet if you really if you need to see that you can see it anywhere but then if you're going to take the effort i suppose yeah. to create nude patch for a game you go for the kid did they create nude patches for the male characters i did not research i saw the charlotte thing and ran screaming from the internet good believe all of this in (laughs) talking about naked anyway charlotte is the best character because she has a little wisp and she um anyway yes i picked her so i played her and kevin who she shares kevin the wolf boy um, whose name is Kevin, by the way. Like, <laughs> Great name for a werewolf. Like, I am a werewolf named Kevin. I love when you get obsessed with names not being weird enough. <laughs> right. Charlotte and Kevin, and then I just use Angela again. Yeah. So I've used kind of all the characters. So uh, Hawkeye, I'm, we've talked about characters. Hawkeye's story is that he is a member of basically a kingdom of thieves or a gang of thieves. Navarro, right? Mm -hmm. I believe so. And um, an evil sorceress kind of seduces her way into the brotherhood and then frames Hawkeye for the murder of his best friend slash the leader of the thieves so that she can take over the thieves kingdom and use them to destroy a neighboring kingdom. Mm-hmm. And the neighboring kingdom is Reese's. Yes. It's like the plot of Spinal Tap. Ex- exactly. <laughs> it goes to 11. That's the only one of the stories I'm familiar with. Yeah. Charlotte, with Charlotte and Kevin, Charlotte, there's like a, there's like an evil jester guy who is really like the lich king, basically. Yeah. He like takes over the werewolf kingdom and... And not everyone's name is Kevin in the Werewolf Kingdom. <laughs> ah, I'm, glad, I'm glad you straightened that out. Yeah, there's missed opportunity. There's some different names besides Kevin. Um, <laughs> also, an evil jester in a JRPG. What will they think of next? Yeah, I know, right? And it's really sad. Kevin's story is really sad because, as a pet lover, he has a pet wolf. He's like he's a werewolf. He's a werewolf with but a wolf. Then he has a wolf. Okay, pet guy who. So Car- it's like a. A Carl, go- a goofy and Pluto situation. It really, yeah, definitely, um, yeah. And the and the werewolf's name is, or the regular wolf's name is Carl. So it's oh. Kevin and Carl. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, and and the jester kills Carl, and Kevin mm. like goes for revenge. Um, Fair, which I would do as well. Like that would be my autobiography. It was weird as I reached Kevin and- Wick. <laughs> Mm-hmm. As yes. I reach the end of the game, you actually do fight all three of the like end bosses from all three of the storylines. And I'm like, why am why am I fight? What is this vampire doing here now? I don't know who this is, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to destroy him. He's he's talking like he matters. I've never seen or heard of him. Yeah, and then Angela's because I played hers. She fights the Dragon Lord, so I felt like I was playing Dragon Quest. So a single run through of the game is probably gonna take you around 25 hours. Yeah. It's on the shorter side, which I guess promotes playing multiple times and seeing the different stories, even though they're not really that different. So do we have anything else for the story and characters, or do we want to move on to combat system? I mean, we could talk about Charlotte for <laughs> So we're going to move ages. on to combat system. 
So I don't know how much there is to talk about in the combat system, really. It is active time combat, kind of like Secret of Mana, except... Without the charge up. Yeah, yeah. no charge up. And it has strong and weak attacks. There's combos. There's limit breaks. It really is an active style adventure yeah. fighting game. I preferred it to Secret of Mana because I didn't like the charging in that game very much. Felt like I was just standing there a lot of the time. Yeah, it does kind of, it slows down the combat it a little. It does, yeah. It definitely, um, at least playing through the, the original version, there's noticeable lag in like trying to switch characters to do something like if you are not Angela is the main character, and you're like, you know, I, I was also Hawkeye, Angela, and, and Reese. And so it's like I try to switch between Reese and Hawkeye to like attack, like a boss, for instance, and then I'd have to switch to Angela to cast a spell. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that that was, man, that took forever. Yeah. It was definitely an improvement in the remake where you can map spells to buttons and then you can. And- that's just the, instantly cast. And yeah, that's also the thing with yeah, Secret of Mana had that too, where you can, you know, map the mm-hmm. other character's ring menu to, you know, a different yeah. thing. So that that's my only way that I don't prefer it to Secret of Mana. I do like the attacking instantly and doing combos and stuff rather than having to charge up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It is my understanding, and this is something I read and didn't experience, so I could be wrong, but in some one original version of the game there was a stat that wasn't implemented correctly. Dexterity. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so it, basically as you got further along in the game, it became harder and harder to hit enemies. Yeah, that's why you miss so much. Yeah. Because you're, you're, I know all about this. Your dexterity, the, the, the dexterity used in the calculation of your hit accuracy essentially is whatever that character's class's base dexterity is for that class. So like... Angela or Charlotte, your mages, their base dexterity for their first class is one. <laughs> so even if you put points into their dexterity, their hit accuracy is still based on a dexterity of one until they level up to their next class. And of course, this was back before patches. Before patches. And then they didn't even fix it in Collection of Mana. So it, yeah, it is a... Yeah, I was curious if anybody knew about no, that. No, it is a... It, Collection of Mana is a... <laughs> very faithful. Very faithful port, <laughs> yes, with the broken dexterity. And what sucks about Hawkeye is that you have to put dexterity into him to learn all of his ninja moves. But dexterity But dexterity do isn't really doing anything for you besides just letting him learn his abilities. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I played the remake. Yes, the remake did fix that. <laughs> Uh, anyway, let's go ahead and unless anybody's got anything else for combat. Yeah, combat's fairly simple. It's I mean, fun. I mean, I think it's fun. Yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed it. I, I, I generally prefer turn-based combats in my JRPGs, but... See, I'm becoming a more action. I like action the, a little bit. This one is set up pretty well. In the remake especially, I thought the combat was... Um, particularly fun yeah i i the combat, the combat was the real draw to me of of the remake specifically so innovations There is a class system, a little bit like Fire Emblem, where you can advance your character's class twice throughout mm-hmm. the course of the game. There are seven classes for each character. And again, I'm talking about the remake specifically. I don't know if the original had all of this. 
you're probably only going to see three of the classes unless you just like reset to try and explore them right. all. Because at each upgrade, you get to pick if your character favors the like the light or the, the dark. The light or the dark. Mm-hmm. And then at the next one, you can pick light or dark, and then light or dark right. as you go up this chain. And in the remake, this is something I didn't do it, so I don't know. Can you go back? Because you can't in the original, but in the remake, can you go back? And I change believe your there's class? there's a way to like wipe out the changes okay. and try again. I thought maybe they implemented that. I knew what classes I wanted going in, so <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I, I very rarely go backward with these kinds of things. Yeah. Like, I made my choices, I will exactly. live with them. The inventor character in the game, they changed. In uh, Final Fantasy Adventure and Secret of Mana, the inventor-style character is a caveman. And here oh, they right. turned him into a tiny jester, and it made me sad. I was looking forward to seeing the high-definition caveman. <laughs> the caveman. The cousin-it caveman. Yeah. That kind of brings me to something that I wanted to bring up, which is that I feel like... So the remake, I said I really liked the combat, and the combat was a really big draw of it. I felt in the remake the world was kind of lifeless, and the characters weren't really, like, nothing was really doing it for me in terms of, like, the world or the characters in the it, remake. It missed a lot of the quirky charm of Yeah, Secret there was no charm. Like, like I didn't get to beat up Santa Claus. Yeah, the Mana mm-hmm. games have such a, such a um, distinctive art style that really comes through in, like, I mean, even the, the shopkeeper doing yeah. doing his dance that I'm it just wasn't now doing for the podcast like audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody can it's see you doing that dance. And it was too, I think it was too, fa- this is how I kind of feel about all the mono remakes is that they're kind of too faithful adaptations where they take literally the, the, the 2D towns and stuff and just put them on a 3D plane. Uh, I also have on here... Uh, so, like you talked about applying training points, essentially, putting points into dexterity or strength or stamina or luck in order to boost your stats, which is something that was sort of in Final Fantasy Adventure. It was in mm-hmm. the first one where you would boost your stats, but it wasn't in Secret of Mana. No. So, it, it's back. And the remake does it weird, where, like, I was confused, especially with Angela at first, because the remake... Like in the original Angela, you just keep putting points into intelligence, and that's how she learns all of her magic. But in the remake, you have to put points into, like, each spell is tied to different stats. Like, her fire spells are tied to strength. So you have to put points into strength to get her fire spells. And her it's her light and dark, I think. Oh, you actually are, have to manage the stats. You do. You have to manage the stats in the remake, which I thought was weird at first. And then ultimately, I'm like, maybe this is good because Angela became... More rounded. A halfway yeah. decent attacker just to make sure that she had that fire magic. So I will say that I don't normally notice or care about this in games. Uh, for The voice acting in this game is just terrible. Oh, it's terrible. I switched it to (laughs) Japanese immediately. Yeah. Like, I I don't know what happened. And there were, like, known voice actors that voiced those characters, so it had to be the direction. I know it's bad in Lunar. In Lunar, I can tell, like, this voice acting is terrible. And then Lunar also came out 30 years ago. (laughs) But, like, it's also, like, the only other game I can think of where I can really identify bad voice acting. I recently played um, Triangle Strategy, Mm -hmm. which I really liked, and we'll talk about. I think not too long in the future. But a friend of mine was playing it, and she just would not stop about how awful the voice acting was. And I'm like, I didn't notice anything. Yeah, I didn't notice really bad voice acting in Triangle Strategy. But it is is not good here. And it's not just Shawit. (laughs) 
No. It's not. No. It's <laughs> it's not just the whittle goal. None it of is. the characters look anything like they sound. They really don't. And yeah, and, the, and like the inflection of stuff is off. It had to be the voice direction. Two things I really did enjoy. Finding the little cactus. Yeah, that's, that's new to the remake. It's basically a, a hidden character that you can find throughout the the spot how throughout the world uh, i can't remember what on earth you get for finding it's, him it's, you get a little treasure map you get like a little treasure map and you just get different items yeah. and stuff you get like special items but it's kind of fun just to do him. where's waldo with a little it cactus. is yeah and I, sometimes you'll see him and then it'll you'll have to figure out how to get to him mm-hmm. it was fun i also enjoyed uh platforming and searching around towns for hidden objects and oh. treasure chests see i found that annoying i like being a, I liked that there was more to the town than just run around, talk to everybody, buy sure. stuff. And the, like, you actually had a reason to explore that the town. That is true. I can, yeah, I can see that, especially with as like, lifeless as I said the world was. I guess that's true. Yeah. Although, also, when you enter a town, the rest of your party goes and becomes NPCs in the town mm-hmm. that you can talk to, which I also really like. Because in most JRPGs, once they're in your party, unless they have a special mechanic, you generally don't talk to your party members. Yeah. They're just kind of attached to you with a string. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they talk during cutscenes and whatever, but you can't just turn to them and be like, how's it going? I, I like that. Um, it, was not, it was kind of optional, but I like that they did that in Star Ocean 2. Oh, yes. You can have your party split up and then Mm -hmm. actually go and talk to them and get their reaction to things. I have one last system in here. I like like day-night systems, Mm -hmm. but I don't like the way it was implemented (laughs) here because it doesn't give you any indication of, first of all, you know, day transforms into night and there's a pause as it transitions, a little cutscene, and now it's nighttime and now it's daytime again. It keeps track of days of the week this way, too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever you're in the middle of, you have no idea when this change is going to happen. So you're like, okay, I need to do something at night. Should I stand here for two minutes and wait for it to be night? Or should I go and run and find an inn to turn it into night? Like, how, how long is it until night? I don't know. Yeah. So, and I never like the days of the week thing because it will, like strengthen your fire magic on salamander day and weaken your water magic but i i ultimately just ignored yeah, all that. i ignored it too it's like i've seen people take advantage of that and i'm like well if that means that i have to stay at an inn seven times <laughs> yeah i don't think i'm going to do that no i'll just use my magic when i want and if it's not as effective fine yeah. i'm just i'm playing the game leave me alone i will say one and this is this might not have to do with the remake but one little system that i found a little pernicious was the uh the menu system in this one mm-hmm. you have the ring menu system which you know they had in um in secret of mana but then you have the the main menu system which is just this multi-page and each page has load time and delay like equipping an item on a character is a nightmare i think the menu system was a traumatic memory that i suppressed because it's like it all <laughs> oh, came sorry. flooding back to me as soon as you said that i was like the menus are fine oh the original menus the original menus yeah <laughs> where like you're equipping stuff you know assigning items to your like kind of quick list which yeah. is like your ring menu and yeah i i just i i have nothing nice to say about all that no i i agree <laughs> except the cool character portraits you get to look at while you're doing mm-hmm. it so that's all i have for innovations so i guess we can go ahead and move on to the true reason we're here mm-hmm. so russ and i can show off our musical expertise yeah oh okay well y'all go y'all take it away then <laughs> 
Chris, help. <laughs> okay. All right, so Trials of Mana. This game marks the return of Hiroki Kikuda, who created the legendary uh, Secret of Mana soundtrack, which I think I covered that, right, in a uh, previous episode? Probably. I pro- probably. It's like yeah. one of the first ones I did, I think. That sounds right. So, yeah, he comes back for this one, and uh, it's there's a couple of curiosities about this one. For instance, um, so... It's well known that in the original game, he not only created the soundtrack, but he created the sounds that went into the soundtrack. He made his own custom sound fonts and stuff like that, instead of relying on like what other people had lying around, which was like more of a common practice. So he created these really cool, realistic-sounding instruments, and then in this game, I guess he did it again, because they're all different. <laughs> uh but having said, like a lot of the, his signature moves are in here. Um, his 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 main, you know, his his short jab, his like main attack for sure in all of his well, all of his old soundtracks uh, is tuned percussion. Almost every song features some variation of a xylophone, a marimba, maybe even a vibraphone, something like that. Just you know, things that you bang with mallets that actually produce musical notes. Like, that's all in here. Yeah, knowing nothing about music, I'm like, yes, that describes... <laughs> yeah, and, you know, going all... A mana soundtrack. Exactly, yeah, and, uh, and going all the way up to, like, steel drums and things like that. So it gives the soundtrack this... It's hard to describe. Like, I, I could say that as a youngster, I would describe it as, like, an islandish feel. Mm-hmm. Like, everything does feel a little bit tropical. Yeah, like, I yeah. definitely can see mm-hmm. that. Exotic, for la- lack of a better word. And funny enough, this actually is largely due to his influence from progressive rock musicians, especially Gentle Giant, which is, like, my favorite band ever. They used a lot of tune percussion in their stuff as well. And I've seen Hiroki Kakuda like, post, like, Gentle Giant stuff, so I know they're an influence. Although Wikipedia lists Pink Floyd, which... It's another thing, you know, he really likes to bring out like a nice melancholy tune every now and then uh, when it calls for it. And so I like that too. But yeah, basically like lots of tuned percussion, um, lots of bright energetic tracks uh, when you're walking around in the field or when you're, especially when you're in a boss battle, then, you know, things get really yeah. intense. Like he's really good at escalating the intensity. Um, but having said, actually, I like the town themes in this one better than Secret of Mana. Like, they're really memorable, and, like, there's there's a few of them. But, yeah, like, you know, there's not a whole lot to, like, kind of pick apart about the soundtrack, because, like I said, it's one composer who's clearly, like, just kind of continuing his vision for, uh... Like, I did notice there's not as many bombastic prog rock, like, craziness, like, uh, you know, in Secret of Mana, which would be, like meridian dance or uh or second truth from the left or whatever it's called you know like that kind of stuff with like the extended bass solos and whatnot um but i didn't complete this game so maybe that stuff is tucked in there towards the end but i kind of noticed that it's it's all a little more kind of evened out and like kind of it doesn't spike quite as high as i think the uh the previous one does which would be something that i think came up in his later soundtracks is that it's a little bit more you know which i would consider more like subdued and such but uh but yeah like it's basically more secret of mana but with uh different different types of feels now the one thing i will say that like I said, is odd about this one is that the drums in a lot of the tracks are just loud. Secret of Mana was like 
interesting because it had drums that like were punctuated usually by like hand claps and things like that, like just other kinds of percussion. And then it would all disappear if you were like walking up and down stairs. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I think this one doesn't have the disappearing percussion problem. At least I didn't notice it. But yeah, like in some cases, like uh, like you'll just hear that drum, like that snare hit, and you're just like, and you're like, ouch. (laughs) (laughs) So... I, I don't know if that was a style choice or, or something that, you know, just couldn't be helped because I know that, you know, SNES was not exactly Pro Tools. It's like you really had to work hard to get, you know, to crank a good sound out of it. I've universally heard that across the board. You know, that would be my only complaint is that some of those drums will wake the neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from that, excellent soundtrack. And the remakes version is excellent, too, because it takes all that and does it with real instruments. So, of course, all those uh, little glitchy problems with the uh with the instrumentation goes away kids these days have it so easy yeah (laughs) making their soundtracks so yeah it's an a plus soundtrack i'm gonna say thumbs up back in our day we had one square channel and one (laughs) other channel and we were happy with it gosh darn it so let's go ahead and wrap this up with our final thoughts really enjoy this game i really enjoy i play these games for the combat not so much for the story i like a good action rpg and i like being i was i wasn't paralyzed at the character select screen like you were (laughs) i wasn't in the remake for some reason (laughs) yeah so i liked the idea of just you know picking picking my characters and making my own party and i liked the class system i mean this this game is it's a thumbs up. You know that I have no rating system anymore. After anymore. you created a rating system, I created the rating system, and then I just like to be chaotic. <laughs> but yeah, this is this this is this is a really good thumbs up for me. This is a really good like mid range good game for me. This is not like a this is not like Final Fantasy five top tier, but it's fun. It's a fun time. Uh, my final thoughts, I think it's really fun. I love the art style. I love the music. My only real thing is that it, and this is the same deal with the first, you know, Final Fantasy Adventure, the first second and Setsu, was uh, it's a lot easier to get lost in this damn game. <laughs> like, literally lost. Like, for hours. <laughs> um, Secret of Mana, like, did this great job of using the landscape to kind of push you in the right direction, even if you didn't know it. And any, you know, anything that, um, that you weren't sure about, you could, like, look at signs and they'd actually tell you. But, like, in this game, it, it really, like, when you get into, like, up in the mountains, you know, trying to... I don't remember which one's up there, which one of the elementals. But, like, when you go up to, like, Reese's hometown, mm-hmm. you know, the Valkyries. And, uh, you know, when you're down in the forest or when you're just rolling around in a, the sea in a big turtle... <laughs> um, or on a big turtle. Yep. Yeah. That's uh, which that, is great. That was a lot of fun, actually. I, I like loved that, that turtle. Was, I can't believe I didn't that turtle. That turtle was... Yeah. But it's just like, you know, if you're trying to sit down to a game for only a couple hours a day and one and a half of those two hours is trying to find the place you're supposed to go, it's... Yeah, yeah you unlocked another traumatic memory for oh. me. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> playing the 
the like moon forest where the werewolves live and you get the moon elemental it's literally a forest maze so in a game that is already difficult to navigate like actually i think i'm at that part the purpose of it (laughs) is to confuse you in a forest so yeah and that you know that's not a terrible thing it's just like you know one wishes that we would have gotten this one back in the day so that back when we had more time to figure yeah. these things out because mm-hmm. man it even using a guide it sucks when they're like go west and then north and then west and then <laughs> east here and then down and then south yeah and you're like damn it <laughs> i kind of agree with what russ said it the the gameplay is definitely geared more towards the action experience than the story experience mm-hmm. it's a very enjoyable action experience I, I would give it probably a B, B plus in, in terms of it, this is a fun game to sit down and play. It's a good time. It's comfort food, but it's not fine dining. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a good description. Um, yeah, it is perfectly acceptable. It is perfectly enjoyable. But there's no part of it that makes me want to go like, oh, this is when we're talking about things that were done well. Trials of Mana did this one thing really well. It's. I don't think this game is going to come up in later discussions as, you know what game did this mechanic right? <laughs> it's just, it's good. It is good. That's that's the it, whole thing. I feel like it's excellent despite the things that they tried. <laughs> <laughs> do we want to do plugs? Do you guys want to talk about things that you recommend? I always forget about this part. Yeah. Well, I've got one. I recently read uh, a comic called Paper Girls. Paper Girls is delightful. Yes, it was very good. I saw that there was an Amazon TV series Mm -hmm. based on it that got canceled. I was going to say it was already canceled. I looked up the plot synopsis and it's like, you know, 12 year old girls get caught in a war between time travelers when they're delivering papers one morning. And I'm like, okay, I'll check this out. (laughs) And man, I read through that thing fast. It is action. It is a page turner. It is science fiction and time travel written well. Yeah. The characters are a lot of fun. It is definitely in Russ's genre it's of great. girls doing I'm their not best. A, oh, yes. You know that I'm not a big Western comic person, but Paper Girls is is uh, an exception. So, yeah. Right in my if, wheelhouse. If you're a comic book reader, you know, and 12-year-old girls delivering papers get embroiled in a <laughs> war between two factions of time travelers... Yeah where they ultimately meet older versions of themselves mm-hmm. as they try to return home. If that sounds like it might be up your alley, check it out, because it is really well done. That's yeah, really great. Nice. I'm just going to piggyback off of that and say that I also <laughs> recommend Vapor Girls. Well, because a friend of mine just came out with an album, but I feel like it's worth explaining something else uh, having to do with that. So one of my favorite, favorite bands like little independent bands, like literally I think they've acknowledged me as their greatest fan is, um, they're called man factory and, uh, they do street fighter music. They did a three album street fighter rock opera. I have heard of them. They were handing out CDs. I went to go see a band called auto music that opened for a band called arisen. That's a local band. That's just bizarre. Nice. And Man Factory was there handing out CDs. Excellent. Yeah. Well, you should check out their CDs, uh, or especially like you know they're on Spotify, they're on Bandcamp, you know all that stuff. So did they turn? I I missed. Did they turn Street Fighter into like an opera, or did they just cover it? 
No, no, no. None of the all the music is original. There's okay. not a single note from the actual Street Fighter. They they two. avoid all the same notes. Yeah, they uh, only the notes not in Street <laughs> exactly. Fighter. Exactly. Okay. Um, no, it's all original music. It's an original story, just using the characters of Street Fighter Two. Oh, okay. It's uh, it's completely, it's it's an original thing. It's it's you know Tommy meets you know uh, Capcom, <laughs> and uh, so like that that three albums amazing i listen to it all the time anytime i'm on a long road trip i queue up the first album and just listen to all three of them it's great so one of their singer songwriter guitarists uh tyler started his own project when he moved away and that's when the band kind of went on hiatus slash broke up well i mean i think they are still doing stuff but in a completely different format now but anyway he started a one-man band i guess kind of thing called monte carload (laughs) and um i don't know why and he's uh, he just released his second album under that name, which just came out yesterday, uh, September 30th. The first album is really great. It's about a uh, werewolf, but it is like kind of uh, symbolic of like alcoholism and stuff like that. But you is know, his name Kevin? No, okay. I, we don't know actually. It Damn. might be. It might okay. be. It, it could be Kevin if you want. I don't think that it's stated. <laughs> Uh, and then the second album just came out. I'm still listening to it, but it's like, it's a little more standard, but it's really, really good. Great, like pop rock hooks, good guitars and just, you know, sincere songwriting. And, uh, I definitely recommend checking out. It's all cheap and or streamable. Uh, I'm going to look into the Street Fighter opera because as someone who doesn't play fighting games because I'm terrible at them, I do know all of the lore of Street Fighter. And that will, that will kind of help but i mean just a story with those characters is interesting to me yeah don't play the games but very interested in the lore and it is it's very much fanfic but it's really really catchy i think you'll like it so yeah check out man factory and or monte carload and russ if they want to play trials of mana where do they go we can play the i know that you can get the remake on all of the modern consoles I am not 100% sure if Collection of Mana is exclusive to the Switch. Maybe. I don't know. know. You can at least play it on the Switch. Um, And and you should. And you should, yeah. And you can, and then the and then the remake you can get. The remake is actually, um, if you have PS Plus, it's a free game now. Oh, cool. So, yeah. So that's it for Trials of Mana. Join us next time as we talk about a small independent game. Uh, most of you probably haven't heard of it. It is a real like it is real deep. Oh yeah, it's it's in the French. The the only way you can get it is you meet a man in an alley and mm-hmm. he gives you a cart and you take it home and you and, blow on it. Yeah, you got to blow in it. <laughs> uh, we will be talking about the elusive, the ephemeral Final Fantasy VI. We'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Home on the RNG is a presentation of Mad Centaur Productions. You can find Jeff on YouTube at youtube.com slash centaurproductions or on Twitter at Jeff Centaur. You can find Russ on Twitter at RussMac25. You can find Chris on Twitch at twitch.tv slash liarexaggerate or on Twitter at enrichflavor. Thank you for listening and remember to save your game before powering off this podcast. <laughs>